Hey there. My name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and sometimes, accidentally, in spite of myself, something funny or interesting happens. This is Previously Live. Hey, how's it going? Howdy! You can hear yeah, me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Nice. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, doing pretty great. Uh, some folks in chat, I remember, maybe it was a couple days ago, were saying that I should debate you sometime. So uh, I don't know if they were the ones who prompted you to speak to me or if you had an uh, independent desire to speak to me. But uh, whatever the case is, howdy. What do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I actually got a message from some of my followers saying you, they talked to you and said you'd be willing. Um, my, give me one second. I'm setting up my stream stuff. Are you don't mind? Gotcha. You're not Twitch streaming, are you? No. Wait, why? Uh, because I, uh, I am permanently banned on Twitch. Um, and, uh, I would not want you to face any repercussions for platforming me on your, uh, on your Twitch stream, if that is what you are doing. All right, I will modify that. Yeah, I have. I use Restream, so I stream to about six different sources at once. Twitch is one of them. Gotcha. Not meaning to uh, put you out or anything. Yeah, no problem. I don't. I don't. It's not monetized, or I think it, it just got monetized. It's not not a big deal for me. I get like yeah. two or three views, and that's about it. Gotcha. Yeah, guys, this is T Jump. Yes. Oh, this is T Jump Square speaking. Yeah. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hello guys, I am T-Jump. I have a YouTube channel called T-Jump. I have a chair, a very famous chair. I do debates and stuff, usually with academics and professors from different colleges. I am being asked for your pronouns. Um, Supreme Overlord King, something like that. Gotcha. I'm sure we'll be adhering to that in good faith over the course of the discussion. <laughs> for sure. Do you right, play uh, Fall Guys? No, I haven't played video games in a while other than just the free crap on PlayStation. Gotcha. Clear your mind. I get it. No coming either. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's that. Uh, no innuendos there. All right. Uh, so my positions, uh, things people wanted me to debate you on were like Black Lives Matter. I don't support Black Lives Matter. Um, I think race is real, which isn't the same as race realism exactly, but I still think race is real. And okay. I don't agree with socialism, communism. Pick whatever. What's your boat? Gotcha. Uh, okay, let's hit these in order. Why don't you support Black Lives Matter? Oh, wait, wait, I actually, before we get into that, how do you describe yourself politically? Like, what's your, um, like, if you, like if you had to, you know, write, write down for, for, a, for a census, like, what, what would you be? Uh... Probably a centrist or something not any of the current parties because they're all crap. Gotcha. I mean, hey, me too. I, uh, I, I agree. The parties are crap. I have uh, moved uh, somewhat left of them. Um, okay, yeah. Black Lives Matter. Why don't you support Black Lives Matter? I believe their foundational narrative that uh, African-American lives don't matter and that African-Americans are shot disproportionately to other races is simply false. It's just a fiction, a myth. Not true. Well, they are shot disproportionately, are they not? 
Uh, no, not disproportionately to the violent crime rate. They're shot about exactly proportionally to well, the violent crime rate. Well, yeah, but that's disproportionately to the population. Yeah, but I'm saying it's proportional to the violent crime rate, and that's what's important. So it would be proportional to the violent crime rate, or you would expect it to. You wouldn't expect it to be proportional to the population rate. Well, you would want the violent crime rate to be lower. So the reason why it's disproportionate is because of whatever factors are causing black people to have more interactions with police, right? Sure. Yeah. So that would be one of the central problems, right? I mean, Black Lives Matter types complain about the over-policing of neighborhoods all the time. It's one of the big things they tend to complain about. It's clearly a, this issue of police and black interactions is downstream a larger set of socioeconomic issues. It's not on its own. It's not just like police are extra super-duper mean to black people, though that is a thing that can be proved. That's not the only, you know, that's not the whole side of the story. Uh, right, so I don't, I'm not saying it's... I'm saying it's not over-policed reference to the violent crime rate. So there isn't an over-policing in that one respect. Uh, I'd say it's proportionally policed. Yeah, but why the is the violent policing. crime rate that high? Uh, bad policies from government throughout the past two, three hundred years. I don't disagree with that. But then shouldn't we be addressing that? Absolutely. We should definitely address the policies. I think that is, if Black Lives Matter focused on the policies, like political policies and changing the way the education system is and healthcare and uh, redlining and gerrymandering and all that crap, yes. But the thing they're focusing on, the idea that Black Lives don't matter, that's the part I disagree with. I mean, the fact that most of like we know all the names of the African Americans who were shot by police, but there are twice as many white people who were equally shot, but we don't know none of their names. Like the fact that focus on uh, African Americans, even though the, and we only know the names of the African Americans, seems to run counter to their narrative that only Black Lives Matter. Well, really, well, it's well, only Black Lives Matter are noticed. So the reason um, why they say Black Lives Matter is because it runs counter to the central narrative that they don't which is kind of evidenced by the blasé attitude America has had for centuries now about the state black people in this country live in. So if you have a country where we are decade after decade after decade implementing policies which are pretty much all but evidently designed to fuck over black people, black people are dying constantly in inner cities, we aren't providing them any educational or academic or whatever opportunities, and people just kind of treat this as the status quo. And then when people do, when black people do die to the police, it's always like a, oh, well, they should have done X different. The, the kind of underlying narrative there is that black lives don't matter, that this is their place and they're getting what they deserve. So the reason why um, this conversation has metastasized around the police so much is because that's a very weighty, morally heavy, optical issue that you can focus on. But I take issue with your idea that black lives matter types don't focus heavily on government policy, because I think for the most part they do. The police are just kind of the outrage element around which everyone else organizes, but it's about a, more than that. Right, I totally agree that it is the outrage element, but kind of like Christianity focuses around this idea that Jesus rose from the dead, that whole idea is a myth, and if the foundational idea is a myth, that's the part I can't support. Like, I do support all of the other stuff they advocate for. I mean, I've gone through their list of all the policies they support, and a lot of them I do agree with, uh, but that one, which is the focal point of the entire movement, because it is so emotionally engaging, is one I can't support because it's just simply false. But it's correct. Black people are disproportionately shot by the police. Uh, it's proportional to the crime rate. So that's yeah, the but part if they're trying to address things with. to address the crime rate, then they are addressing the underlying conditions which lead to the disproportionate treatment. I mean, you can't... So it, it would be like... The, the reason why black people are, are getting shot by the police more is directly downstream 
of policies, like which you said were orchestrated in large part to fuck over black people. So when you're protesting against the disproportionate violence against black people, you're protesting against the conditions that led to that, are you not? Sure, absolutely. But the part they're protesting is the cops themselves. And that's the part where I'm saying that isn't the correct thing to be protesting. Actually, part by of the problem, I'm sure. In some respects, yes. In some respects, no. Part of the problem that it is not is the amount of people shot by police. That part is exactly proportional to the crime rate. That's not representative of a disproportionate um, cops over policing or overshooting one group over the other. It's exactly proportional. Cops are the agents who manage the interactions between citizens and the state for the most part, you know, apart from, I guess, DMV agent uh, uh, tellers, you know? Um, cops are always going to be the central focus of any movement designed to protest state injustice. That's always going to be the case. I think it's incredibly arrogant to throw out an entire, like, historical civil rights movement that focuses on a wide variety of social consequences just because it uses the exact same rallying cry that every, um, that every march against oppression has fundamentally like targeted the same thing happened back in stonewall the same thing happened back during the civil rights movement to say that you wouldn't have agreed with the civil rights movement because oh well sure jim crow is a problem but if you're going to talk about police violence well they're only responding to the laws that exist they're or acting exactly as they should it's kind of missing for the forest for the trees don't you think well no because in the civil rights movement the police were specifically had policies that were deliberately racist that did deliberately target african-americans so that was literally one of the racist policies now it isn't as much the case well, yeah now, wait marijuana um, policies today were the drug war was literally today. designed to fuck over black people like police or agents a huge number of people that we have in federal prison uh, and state prisons are our marijuana convictions as part of a set of policies that nixon admitted were, were part of an attempt to fuck over black people police are still enforcing that today just because on the books it doesn't say like fuck black people it's like the the the, the actual outcomes are identical you know so the position here is the same as the civil rights movement, and the arguments are the same too. Uh, no, they're completely different. So that's the the difference is that in those time periods, the police were deliberately enforcing the laws to be racist. They were deliberately targeting African Americans to be racist um, because that's what they thought was right or something. But now that is not the case. Now they're just enforcing the laws that the government has in place. They're not being racist. They, wait, they did that back then cops. too. A co Wait, there were cops back during the civil rights movement who weren't racist. They were still enforcing racist sure. policies. Sure, but that was not the argument. The argument is they are deliberately made policies to be racist. Now but that is did, not the that's, case. Now no, that's still the case. The drug war. The, the, the laws that were in place are still racist, yes, and we need to do something about that. But it's not like the cops are definitely enforcing these because they're racist. Wait, That's but, the it doesn't, wait, the but that wasn't the complaint the during the civil rights movement either. The people during the civil rights movement were just saying like, oh, the laws aren't the issue. It's the issue is that the cops are racist. Today and back then, the issue is the same. Laws are put in place to hurt black people. Police are the enforcers of those laws. So they will draw the attention. They will draw the ire. I mean, the, the arguments are identical. Uh, absolutely not. Um, so again, the there are no policies that are put in place that I know to hurt black people anymore. There definitely were. The now the, it's more just money-based. But the Marijuana being a Schedule One drug was a product of a completely non-scientific attack on people of color. Yes, from the past, not today. But it's still in effect. It's The law right. is still there. So again, that issue is the policies, not the police. The police aren't the issue there. Wait, but the same was the case back during the civil rights movement. The police don't write the laws, they just enforce them. Same today. Uh, in, in the civil rights movement, the police were actually a big part of the issue. They were the problem. They weren't just acting on Because the they policies. were enforcing they were, racist laws. 
Yes, deliberately. Yeah. So now that is not the case. Now police are not enforcing racist laws deliberately. They, it's not no, the they case. Are, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We've moved. We've you, we've the goalpost has moved so many. So during BLM and for the civil rights movement, the argument isn't cops are bad because they're intentionally knowing that the policies they're acting on are racist. The argument that's are, the argument. The, no, the arguments are the policies are racist. The cops enforce those policies. The cops enforce systemic racism. So we don't like the cops. Same argument back then and now. The cops are racist. That's that's the one that I'm saying. Not so much. Well, me, well, the, I, I mean, there is data to indicate there's a heavy degree of like um, of bias that you can find in police officers when it comes to the actual enforcement of their duties. But even if it weren't for that data, even if we were just talking at the policies they enforce, the arguments are the same. Um, it's not just do cops are racist. It's cops enforce systemic racism, and they do. They they still do to this day. Uh, so again, the issue here is why are you mentioning the cops at all? Why aren't you just talking about the policies? So same, I agree that they're, they're the agents of the state who who enforce all of this. They're the they're the arbiters. They're the ones who actually come out here with the gavel. You know, they're always going to be the ones to get the flack if the, if the if the system is unjust because they're the ones who enforce that injustice. Uh, no, I mean, like the Occupy Wall Street didn't go on the cops. They were going on Wall Street, which I agree with Occupy Wall well, Street. There was nothing. an anti-cop element to Occupy Wall Street, but also Occupy Wall Street was a disorganized clusterfuck of a movement that wasn't even principled enough to like meaningfully get anything done. I don't know how well we should be modeling our approach based off their example. Um, but cops are like defenders of capital. So I would argue that cops are, because of their relationship to private property, still a problem in that respect. What? Um, cops defend money. That's a good thing. Cops, I want cops to defend my property. Well, right, no right, well I'm, I'm a, so, I'm a socialist, so we, we'd have to do some unpacking there to, to I, but that would be a slightly different topic. So again, my only biggest contention with Black Lives Matter is the fact that they support this narrative, which is just factually incorrect based on the data. Like, which is what the African Americans are proportionally shot by by police. They are disproportionately shot due to a number of due to a number of socioeconomic conditions, some of which are enforced by the police. Right, but it's proportional to the crime rate. That's, but the crime the rate issue. is the where it is because of systemic injustice, often because of the police. And you shouldn't be talking about the crime or the the. So your so your so your issue with BLM and the historic civil rights movement is that they have, like many other historic civil rights movement, organized their discontent around antipathy towards the police, an institution which has factually contributed to the oppression of the group of people they're trying to secure civil rights for. No, I totally reject that analogy altogether, like most historians do. Like most of the people who you ask about the comparisons between BLM and the civil rights movement, they're not similar at all. Um, in, in the way I've described it, they are absolutely, they absolutely are identical. Not. They're not even absolutely similar. Not. Absolutely not. So if there's actually a military force that is operating against you deliberately to hurt you, then yes, that would be a, a valid argument to make against the police. So the police are just what? doing their jobs and they're not actively hurting they you. They were just doing their jobs back in the 1960s. No, they were actively hurting them. That was they were actively the hurting them by doing issues. their jobs. No, they were actively hurting them because they were racist. They, they were. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Wait, you re you realize how like far you've lost this conversation, right? In both cases, no? we're in both cases we're talking about an opposition to police because police enforced laws that were meant to hurt black people. They're identical in both cases. The intentionality of the cop when they enforce those laws is literally irrelevant. You could find me a BLM protester and say, what is the difference between a police officer who knowingly enforces a racist law and one who unknowingly does so, just enforces the law, just they don't know it's racist? You will find very few people who will say there is a meaningful difference there. The point of the, the normalization of that's the racist state difference. apparatus. That's, that's, that is the it's most irrelevant. important It's irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. 
it's like blaming a domino for falling like it's just doing what it's going to you, do There's this, no it's happening either way attribute. it's completely irrelevant that that is that is the relevant issue like many no, many people in black lives matter say the police are racist there is actual racism well, they, yeah they, they like, promote systemic racism so, no, no, like they're saying the police themselves are intentionally racist. That is the argument. Many of them no. are, yeah. There's there's data to support them, yeah, that, but, but that I'm just not... focusing on the on the systemic argument. Right, and I'm saying I don't care about the systemic argument. I the, agree right, then you the don't care about value. the issues. I care about I care yeah. about the specific motivational argument that police are themselves racist. Nobody, which is indicated nobody by... focuses on this. What you're doing right now what are you is you're, like what you're doing is issues. you're avoiding uh, uh, having to do a referendum on the BLM issue by pretending that it's exclusively about people talking about the intentions of the cops. That I know, is I never not said what BLM is about. I never said that. As I said at the beginning, there are many things about BLM does that I do agree with. This is just the one thing I don't agree you with. Say so you, don't, you say I, you don't support BLM. So clearly this I, issue hinges enough on you that you're willing to disavow support for the entire movement because you have invented right. a fantasy BLM where the intentionality of police who enforce systemically racist laws is the, like the central driving issue for civil rights activists. Uh, it's a central driving issue for BLM, which is lots and lots it's... of quotes specifically of that. All right. Yes. I don't think I mean, I'm going to be able to move disagree. you off that one. Um, okay. All right. Do you want to do you want to talk about race being real? Sure. sure. Um, uh, Jim, I'll just start. Yeah, go so for I it. think that race is a word that is used by people to describe a physical difference in people groups based on ancestry. And that is a real phenomenon. It's just echo clients. Uh, people don't know it's echo clients. They don't know anything about echo clients. They're just saying, see this physical difference in different groups and attribute it to ancestry, which is a real thing. It's not a social construct. And in that sense, race is real. Sure, but why is Obama black and not white? Uh, because of the association of his physical traits and his ancestry? Yeah, but isn't that arbitrary? No, his physical traits are based on genetics, which are based on ancestry. I don't think that's yeah, arbitrary. Yeah, but he's half white, so why, do, why does everyone call him black? Because the noticeable phys physical traits identify with that ancestry. If you, if you put somebody who looked like Obama in certain parts of Africa, they probably wouldn't identify as like the same race. If they even sure. have the same conceptualization of race. Sure. Do you think they would be incorrect objectively in making that assessment? Um, I, you could actually measure it by taking the DNA and finding the echo client and then find the correlation. You could find out who is right. Yes. I don't He's know. He's 50, 50, right. black, white. I mean, it's a, it's a coin. I don't toss. know how exactly you measure that, but uh, you can definitely measure the echo clients. Echo clients are a real thing that we can measure and can trace the genetic yep. origins to. And so you can find out like which race one particular person would more likely fall into. And if there is one who's 50-50, that's fine, but it doesn't invalidate the rest of humanity, which is not 50-50. So having single outliers, even if there are single outliers, does not invalidate the concept as a whole. But it's not, it, it's not, a, it's not a matter of outliers. It's that, okay, so first of all, when you say echo client, can you describe exactly what you mean? Uh, transitional shifts in traits through genetics from transitions across land masses so as you get farther away you get different genes okay so just gene expression yeah pretty much okay so how do you determine how expressed a gene is and how different one gene's expression is from another expression of a same gene uh echo clients are measured scientifically i don't actually know the details on it but it's a proven thing okay i just i know no scientist would ever say like race is objective that's the reason why actual biologists use the term clines now because what we use race for, generally speaking, in language, it's a reference to, um, uh, to, to a collection of socially ascribed traits. That's the reason why people call Obama black. Even though genetically he's half white. I mean, genetically he's as much half white as destiny is. Um, 
that doesn't change the fact that um that everyone refers to him as black like all very agreed upon because people are more willing to sort of adhere to the one drop rule the idea that any amount of blackness in you makes you black which is kind of like a long-standing product of european uh hegemony uh, no, it's just a description of the observable differences. So, for example, geneticists or biologists tried to define uh, hippos as being more related to elephants when, when we discovered through genetics, oh, that's false, they're actually more related to whales. The fact that people tend to use homology and what they're looking like to label a person of a specific group is just how human... What do you mean by homology? Works. Uh, physical traits that we observe. Things we yeah, look okay, at we but see. physical traits that we observe, that's, that's arbitrary. The categories we I, assign people in are arbitrary. No, that's the part I'm saying is not the case. No, it, so, it is. So, so hold on. When most people assign people to a racial group, it's pretty much entirely determined by things like nose shape, skin color, and hair type. Now, we have somebody like Barack Obama. Barack Obama, his skin is a mid-tone between white people and, like, very dark black people. If I were to find, like, a black guy from Africa and a white guy from Europe, I could, I could mid-tone their skin and find Obama's skin tone, meaning that his um his skin color is a direct mean it is the mean of those two types but in spite of that people will call him black in every white centric country in uh, around the world even though all the physical characteristics we're looking at are a mix of both to equal measure we will still call him black and that distinction is an arbitrary one that's a socially constructed one no because all the other properties of him like his hair color his hair texture his nose size those all equally lean towards african-american they're not 50 50 on every aspect so there are most of his traits are do actually seem to be predominantly african-american I mean, but even if what you're saying was true and there is a person who is 50 50 that doesn't matter to the argument that is, wait that is not wait that majority... is not true no 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 wait i can't first of all no okay. I, I i've done a ton of biology read-ups because i had to prepare for a bunch of debates with race realists that never ended up happening because they were too scared to talk to me after they realized that i actually knew what i was talking about the idea that biologists would 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 say that there is a way to objectively measure the adherence to like a racial uh, archetype echo in echo an individual? Yes. Hmm? Echo Klein, yes. The, the biologists would use the term echo Klein. Is there a way to objectively measure uh, the racial genetic makeup of a person and re related to echo Klein's? Yes, that is. But the Africa case. is the most that. genetically diverse continent on the planet, and most of the people right. in Africa we would call black. Where is the central grouping for what it means to be black? Uh, it's not. Black is just a generalization made by people. It's the echo clients that are specific. Okay, like but the generalization before. made wait, wait, by wait, people wait, are wait, the race. Yeah, wait. you just wait, you just said it. Race is a generalization by people. All categories are generalizations by people. We yeah, used to categorize. Yes, race is a category. That's a social construct. Hold up, hold up. So every category is made up by people, but there are categories that are real, like species, uh, like all kinds of different categories. We used to categorize. Wait, species is also arbitrary. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, species. wait, how do you determine what level of differentiation uh, uh, um, uh, suggests a different species? Oh, you're right. We could place the difference anywhere, but the difference is That's real. That's arbitrary. It is objectively real. Yes, of the, course. Where the difference. place wait, the difference? Nobody's saying there's no difference between black and white people. We're saying the lines where we draw these categories are absolutely social constructs for species, for species differentiation and for race. I'm not saying that there's no uh, difference between black and white people. Of course, we can see their skin tones are different. But I'm saying that the where we draw the lines, the categories, these are these are a property of linguistics, of collective psychology. Right. I mean, all categories are drawn by our imagination. We could see none Wait, of them. We could see all of them. But hold on. That is One second. There's somebody in chat who said something really dumb. Speciation, species is defined by what can interbreed. Lol. Nope. Have you ever heard of a liger? A lion and a tiger can breed. 
That is, that is right. Yeah, interspecies. The interspecies breeding is a thing that can happen. There are different species for different types of like squirrels that have like different ear shapes, and they can absolutely breed. Um, mules. Mules are literally interspecies uh, 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 products. Um, ring species. Ring species. You know how there's uh, a, on a mountain you can have a bunch of lizards that all go in a circle and they can all interbreed with one next to them, but they can't interbreed to the one across from them. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like for that it is also an arbitrary designation. Right, so the claim is that race, that property, that we see differences between black and white people is a real property, and it is a caused by some real thing in the world, genetics. Where we particularly draw the line is just, you're right, that's arbitrary based on our current understanding of science, and as we get more understanding, we'll probably be able to define it more clearly, but it's no different from any other scientific fact. Race is a scientific fact, which is why it's real. I don't well, mean it's wait, 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 well, real. No, well, no, wait, 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 no, you just said contradictory things. Race is the social so. construct. The echo clines are a scientific fact, but race isn't, isn't, a, there, when, when people talk about race, they're not talking about like the, the exact like uh, parts per million of melanin in your skin. That's a component of what people use to determine race, but that is not in and of itself race. Race is the arbitrary construct. Race just refers to the fact that we see differences between black and white people. That difference is what we're referring to when we say race. Most people have no idea what that is. Before we understood genetics, we had no idea what that was. And we that's arbitrary, that yeah? Race. No, that's how science works. So no, wait, 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 wait. You, you're going in circles right now. Yes, I, there are differences on average between black and white people, but if where we're drawing these lines are determined by people's collective awareness and not by some specific measurement of a given set of gene expressions, then people are using race as part of an arbitrary social designation, not as a part of some hyper-specific genetic uh, delineation. Uh, again, exact same as everything in science. So take, for example, gravity. We called gravity like... Ptolemy had a model of gravity, Newton had a model of gravity. They were both inaccurate. They were both not correct for their time period, but we still called them gravity because they explained the observable phenomenon stuff. Falls. How tall How so, tall does a person have to be before they're tall? That's arbitrary. That's, there is no wait, measurable. Wait, yes, wait, yes, there is. We can measure people's height in inches. We have, we have incredibly precise tools that can measure people right. down to a molecular level. Yes, but it isn't referring to like a specific thing in reality. It's well, yeah, it is. It's referring, to, yeah, it's, for, it's referring to height, yeah. Yes. Which is a measurable property. So how tall of a person before, does a person have to be before they're tall? Tall isn't a property of species, it's just a property of individuals. Yes, it, so it is. Doesn't, doesn't work that way. Wait, no. wait, yeah, wait, for sure it is. Wait, hold on. So there are, there are arbitrary properties and there are non-arbitrary properties. Like the weight of someone is a fact, but if they're fat or white is a subjective arbitrary criterion that humans have made up. There are different criteria and some are arbitrary, some are non-arbitrary. So wait, how tall does a person have to be before it's tall? Tall is tall is one of the arbitrary ones. I grant you on that one. So it doesn't not comparison. How is it? Wait, how is it not? We have inches. We know we know how to measure the height of something. We can do it. We can do it objectively. We can do it whether it's in a vacuum or under the water or in the air. We we can do it with height. Uh, again, there are some properties humans have made up which are arbitrary and don't mean anything. They don't correspond to anything in reality. Like tall. Tall does not correspond to it's something. Corresponds in reality. to height. No, 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 no. It's it's an estimate of relative height to you compared to someone else it is not a measure of height there is no that. people will say it's x height. is tall they're not saying x is taller right. than blank they're just saying x is tall no they're saying x is taller than whatever they reference to what? be their measurement of but, tall but i can go to a crowd of people and i can agree with people on who is tall and who isn't tall like pretty pretty uh, definitively regardless of any sort of like corresponding um like comparison 
So like, yeah, I don't how... think that would work, but you can try it. But again, it's irrelevant because I grant tall is an arbitrary criterion we've made up, kind of like pretty or beautiful. That's an arbitrary criterion, but certain things are not like. You can measure face symmetry. Yeah. yeah, face symmetry corresponds very heavily to what people call uh, pretty. Okay. So yeah. How, what, when does a person become pretty? Where's the ugly pretty line? And I, I already granted tall and beautiful are both arbitrary criteria. Okay, but you realize right. race is the exact same thing, right? No, because race corresponds to something in reality. Wait, how, wait tall to corresponds theory. to height. No, tall is an arbitrary criterion we've made up. There is no tall. Wait. There isn't like saying tall doesn't mean and anything. And there is no, wait, there aliens, is no white or black. There's just a melanin well, this, and no shape. Very, very wait, simply. there's no such this. thing as black or white. There's just gene expression. Very, very simply. Very, very simply. Aliens come to a planet. You tell them what tall is. They have no idea. Aliens come to a planet. They look at your DNA. They can tell you exactly where you're from. They can measure you. Wait, they can me wait. An alien could come and measure you. And an alien could see your gene expressions. But you would still have to explain to them what black and white and tall are. No, I didn't say anything about black and white. I said if you give someone their genes, they can tell you exactly where you're from on the planet. That's not race. That's race. That is no, it. No, no, wait, 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 wait. If you you want to bet if I Google race right now, it's not going to be where your oh, the place in the on the planet that your ancestors came from. And race is the physical traits that we use that are based on ancestry. So it's a generalization of the ancestry. That's that's so ethnicity. Use... Ethnicity is where we come from. Okay, that's. When people say race, what they're saying is there are these physical differences we see that correlate to your ancestry. No, they're not. No, Pete, nobody's talking about ancestry when we talk about, again, it's Obama is half white. Obama is half white. I if you take debunked your Obama example. No, you wait. No, you didn't, because now you're talking about ancestry rather than just physical expression. Right. I said at the very beginning, race is the physical expression we see that is tied to ancestry. That was the definition I gave. Then we're at not the looking at beginning. ancestry. We're taking a look at physical expression. But Obama is half white. Right. So I, I said that at the beginning. So we're looking at physical traits and saying these have a correlation to the ancestry of the person. Yeah. And the height that you are correlates to whether or not you're tall. Where, where are tall people from? What? The, wait, where, where, wait, not all arbitrary designations have to have a geological corresponding correspondence. That's what I'm saying. It's not arbitrary if it has a geological correspondence. Wait, so. no, wait, hold on. First of all, yes, it is. Second of all, um, People don't say race in reference to where you're from. You said it yourself. It's in reference to physical characteristics associated with ideas of where people come from. Obama is half white and half black. If it's you were to take a, you if you were thing. to take a look at his genes, his ancestry would point in two different directions in equal measure. But everyone has agreed, nonetheless, that he is black, not half black, half white, but black. We treat him black. He's our first black president. People aren't talking know, about he's know, in but, half measure from. Uh, Africa and Europe. He's I can black. know he has more African DNA than me for sure. So yeah, I can't. And I can know when a person is taller than another person, but whether a person is tall is still arbitrary. I already, I already debunked your tall example. No, you're tall wait, 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 my dude. We're we're operating in crank territory. I don't know like how to address this. What? Like you're just wrong. By your own definitions, you're wrong. When people say race, they're talking about a socially designated set of uh, attributes they assign to people's physical appearance much in the same way as we can say a person is tall or short, and this corresponds to their height, which is objective, we can't definitively say when a person becomes tall. We, th our current conception of race is, is, is modern. It didn't exist 400 years ago. There were other conceptions of races that were no more which, or less epistemologically valid than our own. 
which is the same as everything in science. Again, what you're saying is, well, gravity isn't real. Gravity is a social contract. Like, no, it's not. There is an actual. I never real said. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. The fact that you think gravity is a social construct in the same way races indicates you have no idea what I'm talking about. What I'm saying, gravity isn't a social construct. Like race isn't a social construct. Wait, so gravity is genes a real aren't phenomenon. a social construct. Right. Race is. Race isn't just so, genes. It's race, what we perceive. Race is the word that we used to define the phenomenon that there are differences between people groups. Gravity is the word we use to describe the fact that stuff falls. We don't know what gravity was 400, 500 years ago. Linguistic, wait, this is a linguistic distinction, not a conceptual one. What? Wait, listen. Where we draw the line for who is black and who is white is arbitrary. There are people who are one quarter black who are called and treated black, even though genealogically, if we were to open them up and take a look at where they are, where they came from ancestrally, they would be mostly from Europe. They will still be called black. What we determine to be black or white is socially constructed. The genes are real, but people aren't looking at genes when we look at other people. We look at physical characteristics and it's on us to determine where those lines fall and overlap. Again, that's equally the same for species, which is a real phenomenon. So that but species is arbitrary. The way we label species may be arbitrary, but the species themselves are not arbitrary. There are yeah, there is that, an objective difference. The species that is, that is, is the classification. The Human classifications no, are arbitrary. To the objective difference. Where you draw the line doesn't matter. There is an objective difference between birds and bats. Yeah, and there's that an objective difference, difference between someone who's tall and short. Okay. So, but that is, again, not referring to a thing in the world. Yes, it is. It's short, referring even, to height. No, no, again, it's not a thing in the world. It's tall is, That's a is property of physical matter. Is Species are not arbitrary. Like, this is why... We live in a three-dimensional universe. There are three axes along which we can measure the, 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 the lengths of objects, X, Y, and Z. And one of those we generally classify as height. And that's objective. Uh, no... But again, that doesn't in any way help your case. Because if you grant that there are there are different species and you're saying, oh, no, no, all species are socially constructed, that just makes you insane because you're just denying facts of everything no, in Nobody science. denies that there are differences between different animals. We acknowledge that the lines we draw between which animals are of different species are arbitrary. Any scientist would say this. If I could get a taxonomist in here, they would agree with me that there is, you can do a lot of research and argument to determine which and which is not different species. But at the end of the day, it comes down to arguments that humans have to make. Right, and there's a difference between there being a real phenomenon, which is what it means for the phenomenon to be real, is that there is an actual difference there, and where we draw the lines. Those are two different things. The, where, where we draw, we draw the, lines the lines is what race refers to. What, what you're saying uh, right no, now, the no, argument you keep making, the argument you keep making is genes are objective, and I'm not arguing with you on that. But race right. isn't the genes. Race is yeah, how humans perceive use, genealogical most differences. Use the word race, they are referring to the thing that causes the difference between those two, which is the genes. No, they they're referring, referring to the to expression the of the difference between right, the genes. Because that's what they can see. So they're yeah, saying. But what this if a person? What if a person called? Genes. What if a person decided a person was black if they were one sixty-fourth black? Like you could have three sixty-fourths white in your DNA and one sixty-fourth black, and that would make you black. Would that be objective? Would that be so? You could objectively no. say a person who's one sixty-fourth, um, who's one sixty-fourth black is black, like the old octoroon laws they used to do in the United States of America. No, again, your subjective interpretation is just a guess. That doesn't have anything to do with the facts of the matter, which is the gene that, expression. That is, but people aren't looking at gene expression when they decide how right. long to lock someone right. up for, or what, whether or not a person, uh, somebody they become the to a dating. 
never said they were. So again, those are but things that's that race. race just race isn't race, genes. Race is a generalization people use to just draw a distinction. Generalizations are arbitrary. No, all science is generalization. Yes. Everything is a generalization. Yes, all, ta- all forms of taxonomy and categorization are based on arbitrary human preferences. Yes, anything from speciesation even to our laws and mathematics have fundamental underlying epistemological <laughs> philosophy, which, de- which denotes some degree of subjectivity. Yes. The words are arbitrary. Yes. The way we use the word is arbitrary. Yes. The things they refer to is not arbitrary. That's what real means. It's but not the way we use the word. Categorization is arbitrary and a race is race. a category. Yes. yes, how we use words is arbitrary. The things the words refer to is not arbitrary. Yeah, genes aren't arbitrary. Race is arbitrary. Correct. Race is and the that's categorization. What that's what real means, is that there is a real thing there that it refers to. The way we use then the word tall is real. A different word. No, because tall is not actually referring to anything. It refers you to say, your... Okay, wait, 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 if I, if I ask an alien what is tall and, and they try to measure it, they're not going to measure inches or centimeters or height. They, they have no idea what you even mean. Dude, you think if you walked I, up to an alien and asked them what is black, they would be able to tell you who in, a, who in the world is black and white? No, I'd say they'd be able to tell the differences between genes. They'd be able to tell the differences between taller and shorter people. You, you, this is an unbelievable, wait, 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 this is an unbelievable level of cognitive dissonance. You actually are like at the point and you can't. So if you walked up to an alien and you asked which humans are tall, they wouldn't know, but they could bust out a measuring stick and rank people by their relative degrees of height. They could do that objectively. And likewise, if you walked up to an alien and you said, Hey, which humans are black and which ones are white? They couldn't tell you, but they could measure our gene expression to try to sort us on some sort of cline to determine our relative degrees of ancestry. These are identical right. concepts. Well, we're not. Okay, I don't think we're going to agree on this again, one. Again, tall is not something used in any type of scientific field to describe anything. There are lots of factors of genetics and lines that are used to define Wait, things. Wait, height is used in biology uh, and in zoology to uh, measure the respective development of species. It absolutely is. Uh, what? I have no idea what you're talking about there. Height but... is used, if you, if you talk to a zoologist, they use height as, a, as a, 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 a measurement of the physical attributes of a being to determine, well, a number of things. I don't think so. I have no idea what you're talking about there. Um, they, wait, they, 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 use... they record animals. There are field zoologists yeah. who study out in the wild, and they say this is the uh, height we measure this, and we use this to determine. This is how you determine tall. speciation. Tall is not. Tall is not a part of that. Height. Tall. The height of an animal or the, the height length. Is, height, is, height is good. Height is good. Tall is not. Tall. Yeah, but you, you use its height, its <laughs> measurement. If by tall you just mean the measure of height, whatever that height is, and it's not a distinction between two different kinds of heights is, or whatever, fine. But when we're talking about actual race, which is a real thing, which does have... Biologists don't use race, though. Biologists use clines. The scientists would not agree with you on this. Biologists who actually make measurements based on human ancestry use clines, which are Mm -hmm. a broad spectrum of physical differentiation where they do not delineate harsh differences between what it means to be black or white. Right, I never disagree with that. I agree. Then, that then race isn't also is no, no, also no, no, not no. used by race, scientists. Right, it's not used by scientists. It's used by everyday people to refer to a phenomenon like which is called tall. Decline. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, no, it's, it's all right. It's okay. I'll I'll concede this one to you. Um, do we um um 
Are you still interested in talking about the um, socialism? Sure. All right. Not a not a fan. Not as much. No, I think that the goal of politics is to decide who you can help and who you can't help, and is trying to differentiate between those two. And capitalism has worked really well at that because humans are extremely selfish, whereas socialism is humans morally good. Literally evolved to... because of our unique ability to cooperate with each other. Uh, somewhat, not entirely. No, no. no like objectively, yeah. The most uh, uh, intellectually advanced species on this planet are the ones with greater degrees of one, um, uh, uh, environmental awareness, and two, social capacity. Our ability to protect each other uh, and to differentiate our work skills led to us being able to conquer the planet. Not proportional to the amount of resources. So it's proportional to the amount of resources. If you overextend and try and help everyone with, which will take more resources uh, than you have. Okay, but that's not an argument against human cooperation. That's an argument against poor planning. But yeah, humans are cooperative animals. If we I'm were all selfish, we would not have made it this far. Right. I'm not arguing against human cooperation. What? Right. Then we're not. We're then by by the measure of most species on this planet, we're not selfish. Like most animals, like cats, you're born to a cat, you're a lizard, whatever. You just run off. You go do your own shit. Good luck. You know, you learn a little bit from your mom, maybe. Human beings form tribes. We're unique in that respect. I mean, gorillas do it too, I guess, but we do it better. Um, I, I just, I bristle when people call humans selfish, when the, base, the basis of our ev evolution was literally our ability to cooperate. That wasn't like a measurement. That was just a generalization. It wasn't like specifically saying most humans are selfish or something like that. Um, you said humans so, are extremely selfish. It felt yeah, I mean, I, that's... I think that's true. Are you selfish? Humans are extremely selfish. Yes. Are you? Aren't you? Um, I mean, I'm self-interested, but I like helping the people around me. That's what gives me pleasure. So by helping the people around me, I express my own self-interest. Okay, well, I mean, the, the point of my argument wasn't the selfishness part. It was just that we have to, we can only help people relative to the amount of resources. And if we overextend the amount of trying to help people to beyond the amount of resources, which is what socialism seems to do, then that system is a bad system, bad, whatever you said, organization or management. Or whatever. Well, sure, but obviously let's just not overextend. Would you be okay with socialism if we were able to manage our um, resource distribution? Sure. Oh, sure. Okay, then we aren't going to have an issue because nothing I advocate for even comes close to... Uh, unreasonable um, distribution of resources. I have no idea what you advocate for, so I wouldn't have a way to assess that. Oh, well, socialism is... Wait, do you... Uh, when socialism, what do you mean exactly? Uh, public ownership of corporations and means of production, something? Yeah, collective ownership of the means of production by the workers and also the decommodification of our economy that, so we don't produce things to sell them. It's the two basic tenets. I tend to uh, argue in favor of a transition to market socialism where we seize the means of production, but we maintain some elements of the commodity form while decommodifying certain faculties that I think would be better run by the government. Like, you know, transportation, healthcare, that kind of stuff. But the firms that exist, while still being competitive in the open market, would be collectively owned by the people who work there. Right, that would be that would definitely qualify as something I would see as an overexpenditure of resources, the resource being uh, human motivation. Like if, <laughs> I think that the Republicans are actually right that people are very selfish in the reason they're doing things. And if you take away that extreme benefit of just richness, uh, many of them won't do it or they'll go other places and that will, in fact, collapse the economy. Because so you're saying capitalism them. relies on people being tricked into believing there's a statistically likely chance of them being able to make it? Uh, sort of, oh, yes. that's horrible. That's why casinos exist. Yeah, casinos are one of the most exploitative forms of... Of, of of business around 
They're terrible. Uh, like they, we have laws against them. Yes. yes, I agree. But they motivate people. And that's why Is, as an economic system that keeps things going, it motivates people. I have to say you're so you're they, not coming out of the out of the the starting get with like a really strong argument in favor of capitalism. So capitalism is good because it tricks people, it emotionally exploits them into believing they're capable of, um, of making it when they actually aren't. It's, it's like the system's rigged against them, but you trick them and they just, we're missing the end part here. They lose all their money and they starve to death or they die in a gutter. Uh, like that's the no, end. No, they, they keep the society going. So the reason, I mean, I agree capitalism isn't moral for sure. It's like religion. It's just a lie that keeps people going that produces... Uh, value in the society keeps people going to work every day because they hope that they're going to get more, even though many of them won't. Um, and that motivation keeps the economy going, keeps everything growing to some extent, allowing us to have at least that level of value in life. Whereas if you don't have that, then everything dies. What if we just, what if we just let people and manage their own environments so people don't have to be tricked into like a doom cult to continue pushing society forward? Uh, most people lose motivation and they won't do it. But the data doesn't seem to indicate that. People lose motivation on their own projects? Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. Well, yes. if you're, if you're cooperatively owning your workplace, it's something you now have a direct stake in. The company's profits are your profits. Your failures, the company's failures are your failures. You have a direct incentive to manage things appropriately. It becomes your project, your own little slice of the pie. Wouldn't people be more motivated to work if they knew they would actually benefit from it, as opposed to the va the hundreds of millions of wage slaves out there who know they don't have to give a fuck uh, as long as they don't get fired because they don't they aren't needed. They're just filling a a, a slot at a till somewhere. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, we see lots of examples of that where people are given rights, like for example in South Africa, where they reallocated arms and things to African-Americans. Uh, but and even though they own the property, it didn't make it succeed. They all died. Like all That was because farms. they took the wealth and knowledge away from those areas. Not because, wait, are you saying they all died because they lost motivation? Like they, wait, I'm sorry, hold on. They were like, wait, I'm sorry. So you're saying they were like, they were like slaves no. or, or they were apartheid servants and they took control of the farms and then they died because they they were too apathetic. That's your socio. No. That's your socioeconomic no. analysis of the. No, the, the, that's the overextension of resources thing. Like if you give them the farms and they don't have the knowledge to do it, that's a resource that you've overextended. What resource? Knowledge. Knowledge is a resource. Wait, but we're not talking. When I talk about seizing the means of production, I don't talk about like burn all the knowledge of company operation and then throw the ashes into a river. I'm talking about the people who work there taking control of the place they work at. So the knowledge isn't the gap. Uh, I still think that would be one of the gaps because one of the major roles of the leadership is to have a vested interest in like controlling stuff and owning things and doing business deals and Wait, stock market things. The, the, the owners don't know anything. The managers do. And managers are workers. Okay. Uh, like the owners are sure. dumb fucks. People who own companies don't know shit. They follow stock trends. They like make big decisions about like corporate, uh, you know, investments. But when it comes to the actual management of the company, the day-to-day -day operation, people who own most large businesses, they don't, they don't know. They just own the place. They don't work there. Let the people who work there make the decisions. Wouldn't that be better? They have much more on the ground knowledge.
I'm talking about like Bill Gates and uh, the guy who made Apple, the people who are actually doing the work and doing building the company from scratch kind of people, not just the people who happen to own it because they have lots of well, money. You think Bill about... Gates is the one doing the work right now? Like when, when Windows 12 comes out, it's going to be like Bill Gates no. is the one who coded it? He built up the company from nothing. That was the point. And many of the reasons yeah, was, he was because a worker. of the reward success. Yeah, and he owned it. Yeah, and now so he, he just owns it. it. If he's not doing work, then he's not producing anything. He's just sitting on his ass and owning it while other people do the work. He and other people did work in Microsoft, by the way. It was, it was the myth of, like, Bill Gates single-handedly. This is like the Elon Musk thing. Like, no, there were people from the, for all the way from the beginning who were helping as well. It's, it's not eulogized capitalists. No, the beginning was him in his garage, but there were lots of people that helped, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, that's my, that's my point. I mean, w Windows would not have been what it is without the help of all the people who helped him. So. Sure, but again, the point is that when you uh, globalize a, a company or whatever, it does not seem to do as well overall. Wait, what do you mean? Right. By, what, by what metric? At Look at the historical account of the companies that do that and they don't succeed. Wait, what do you mean globalize? Uh, looking at all the examples globally. What, 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 what happens to these companies that leads to bad outcomes? Lots of different things. But wait, I'm talking about workers seizing the means of production. So I would agree that like a fire at headquarters would be bad, but I don't know if that's an argument against. Oh, it's just an inductive argument. It says when you do this with companies, the company seems do to what? fail at a higher rate. Uh, give the comp the ownership of the company to the workers instead based of just like CEOs or whatever. Based on what data? Based on the fact that what's happened to all the companies that have tried that. What? No, <clears throat> I have data on worker cooperatives. Ones that are owned collectively by the workers are more resistant to price shocks and significantly more likely to survive their first five years of business. Additionally, the right of first refusal, while well, businesses that go under have the option of being sold first to their employees rather than being sent back to the banks, has actually shown to be an incredibly promising way of keeping the apparatus of a business open once you get the dumbfuck leadership out of the way and let the people who actually work there take control of the reins. Like, what, I just, I've never seen any data indicating that, like, making, giving corporations over to public control of the workers makes them perform worse. I've just never seen data that indicates that. A number of papers on that I can give to you for sure. <clears throat> sure, I'd like to see that. Now, mind you, government control can end up making it worse, but that's not changing who own. Uh, that's not changing uh, it to seize the means of production. That's just changing who owns it. So that's not a, that's not it, a, uh, what I'm so advocating if for. If the government gives the ownership to the workers, wouldn't, that would still qualify, right? Sure, if it's collectively owned by the workers, yeah. But if the okay. government owns yeah. it, that's just a new CEO. Okay, but as long as the government gives the workers the over, that's that's would still qualify for the fine. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, maybe there are some like ways where it's done really poorly that I disagree with, but I, I, in, in terms of its like general implementation, I've never seen any issues. Seems to be much harder to implement than what you think. That can be difficult, yeah. Mostly because the business owner doesn't want to give up the property, you know? Um, I mean, specifically after that point, when you're trying to organize the success of the company after giving ownership to the people, that's where the more difficulty seem to pop up. I just haven't seen that. But why would it be harder? Now the people who actually work there get to manage the place, not some distant bureaucrat with a fuck ton of money who wipes their ass with silk. Right. I'm not talking about the bureaucrats. I'm talking about usually the people who started the company. Those ones, as them owning the company and making all the decisions is usually a more efficient way to run a company. I feel like this is conjecture. I'll get you the papers on it. Sure. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. I would need to see that. Yeah. Okay. Sounds fair.
even I mean, even if it's not, we're not talking about a matter of like uh, efficiency. I still think it's more ethical for businesses to be owned by the people who work there. I would even be I, willing I, to accept a small trade-off in efficiency um, for the. I agree uh, with you on the moral statement. I think morally, it's right to give everyone equal rights. Essentially, I just don't think it's pragmatic. Okay, fair. Well, I'd, I'd I'd have to see your data then because it definitely conflicts with what I have seen. So, assuming that it could end up being efficient if implemented, you would agree fundamentally with the precepts of market socialism to distribute ownership of uh, private firms to those who work there? I think it could be demonstrated to work, it would be better for sure. Cool. All right. Awesome. All right. It's, you know, it's a, it's a conditional agreement, but I'm happy to hear that. Um, and I guess as you go further down the line, you'd get communism and whatever, but I imagine you'd agree I'd with go, that I'd too. go even further than that. I'd say that uh, I wrote a moral model, and my model is the idea of the best of all possible worlds. Give everyone everything they want, essentially, and that would be the height of what you could do if we could do it. Hey, we're getting there. Yeah, if we had the resources, I'd be all for it, for sure. So that's why I definitely see socialism and communism as a more moral ideal. I just don't think it's pragmatic with the limited resources we have. Gotcha. Well, with, at least when it comes to the... Um seizure of the means of production, you're not, um, you're not uh, 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 taxing existing resources any more than they currently exist. Um, you're just changing who owns them. Um, well, I, I consider that a resource, like the intellectual motivation, ownership of the company, the, the people who lead it, I think they do count as a resource. I, I, I mean, I think they're a shit resource then. <laughs> I don't, um, I uh, just, in, it, from, from the data I've seen and from the experiences that I've had, I feel like a lot of owners, especially of larger corporations, are incredibly out of touch with the actual operation of their company. That's why they delegate so much. Uh, and most of what they do is maintaining good social relationships with the CEOs of other companies and the owners of other companies. Um, because that, like, greases the wheels of business. But when it comes to the actual operation, like, they could be replaced with, like, a cocktail waitress with, like, a big rack. And she would be doing their job probably better than they could of keeping people nice and happy. Uh, while other people actually run the company, you know? I would disagree with that. I think that you're underestimating how Much social... cocaine you have to be able to take to be a, to be a business owner yeah. in modern America? Too much, but I think that more important issue is that social hierarchy thing. I think that is a big issue, a big aspect into the success of socialization and companies and any type of group social dynamic like you need those leader people to guide whatever as a one of those like stupid motivation things that capitalism uses to get people to do the work i think that that having those leader figures whatever they are even though they're terrible is an important aspect in human psychology to get them to motivate to do the work sure yeah um i was just like we can just we can still have management of course i just don't think that needs uh, that you need to delegate to management the ownership of the entire you know of the entire firm but all right. Um, okay. I feel like I feel like we actually hit those topics faster than I expected. I usually get hung up uh, harder than that. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? I appreciate you coming on, by the way. Oh, thanks for having me. I enjoy talking with you. Um, no, I think that was the major topics. Okay. Uh, well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for coming on on. Um, what's the term? It's not short notice, short but notice. in an immediate like when I when I message you. Impromptu. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, impromptu. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're. Um, yeah, feel free to um, if you'd like to shout yourself out or anything. Yeah, for sure. Well, I did want to mention that because this was impromptu, I didn't have the resources on hand. Normally, I get all the papers ready before the debate, so I'm sorry I didn't have those ready at the time. But yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Really enjoyed talking with you. My YouTube channel is youtube.com/tjump. Check me out. Thank you. Uh, yeah, have a wonderful day. See you later.